what would a raw vegan meal look like? For example, tonight, the sauce that I'm going to do is going to be made with avocado, a digen mustard, salt and pepper, cumin, garlic powder, a serrano pepper, cilantro, lemon. I will blend that. And then I will eat that with, uh, I will do some zucchini, zucchini no. I will add some uh, sweet corn, uh, tomatoes, carrots, pepper cabbage, and a uh, spring onion. So for example, that's what I'm going to eat uh, tonight with uh, some plantain banana. Hi everyone, welcome to the Good Health Cafe, the place to learn more about how to navigate the healthcare system and take care of your health in plain language. I'm your host, Nikita Boston Fisher a health educator with a passion for meeting people where they are. Today, we have our very first guest from across the pond. We have Mr. Olivier Mancando from the UK joining us to tell us about why he decided to transition to a plant-based diet. We're going to hear all about Olivier's decision, why he made it, and the changes he was able to see in his life as a result. Spoiler alert, one of them includes reversing quite a few chronic diseases. Let's get to the episode now. Good afternoon, Olivier. Welcome and thank you so much for coming to the Good Health Cafe. Could you please introduce yourself to the audience? Good afternoon and uh, I'm really pleased to be on your podcast. My name is uh, Olivier Mancondo and uh, I'm a speaker, uh, author and weight loss and health health coach, wellness coach. So I go and uh, speak uh, to uh, events to share my knowledge and experience about the plant-based nutrition so that people can be empowered and start making good life choices. And to reach even more people, I've uh, written my book, The Plant-Based Nutrition, How It's Going to Change Your Life. And in this book, I speak about uh, the specific diet for the human mechanism. I speak as well about my experience of losing 77 pounds in nine months just by adopting this uh, plant-based nutrition. And I've got this online membership club as well. And with my members, they get exclusive content every month. And we have a weekly live stream and a Facebook group where we support each other. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. You've got a lot going on. Yes. (laughs) Very busy man. So tell me, Olivia, how did you get into plant-based nutrition? Uh, I was suffering from high blood pressure and I was suffering from that for a long time. And I remember even one time I spent a day and a half in hospital because my uh, blood pressure went so I, I was suffering from uh, headaches every day or every other day and had to have some painkillers wherever I was because the pain was so bad. I was suffering as well from chest pain, back pain, abscesses. And uh, I remember even for the uh, back pain, I have a, a week off because the pain was so bad. I was suffering from some joint pain as well, heartburn, especially if I was eating uh, beans. And I remember at that time as well, I had too many problems with, with my teeth. And my weight was uh, 220 pounds. And uh, my BMI was 32. My body mass index was 32. And if your body mass index is over 30, you are classed as obese. So basically, I was obese. And uh, I was eating all sorts of food, animal product, dairy product, processed food, fast food. And uh, I was even eating until midnight. So that will have uh, my uh, bottle of uh, Coca-Cola with some biscuits or some cookies and stuff like that. And uh, I was always tired in the day where I was off. I was sleeping until one in the afternoon. And at night I was able to sleep, yes, but in the morning I was really, really tired. And I was most of the time out of breath. And especially at the place where I was working, I was working in the basement. So I had to climb the stairs 
uh, all the time. And I was always out of breath. I had cold sore nearly every three months. And I remember my belly was so big that it was really difficult even for me to tie my shoes, the laces of my shoes. And I remember even I wanted to restart playing tennis because I really liked it. And I remember when I was young, I even won a trophy. But my joint was so painful. And I was, like I said, all the time tired. And uh, when I went to see the doctor, he told me that I will take the medication for the rest of my life. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And he asked me, what am I going to do? I said, I will join a karate club to try and see if it's going to change my blood pressure. But nothing happened. One day, I remember I was watching just on YouTube. I was watching a program. It's by His name is Sadhguru. And he was talking about how consciously do we eat. And in, in this program, he was saying that meat was uh, not really designed for the human mechanism. And that if we stop eating meat, it was possible to stop with 70% of the chronic diseases that we had. And I remember it was on a certain Wednesday that I was watching that program. And I said to my wife that I was going to stop eating meat. On Thursday, I went to work. When I came back, I asked her to cook for me my last meal. And on Friday, I went cold turkey. I stopped eating meat. And it's been five years since uh, that time. So that's how I started my uh, vegan journey. From the time you started, okay, you had your last meal on Thursday and Friday, yeah. you went cold turkey. How long did it take for you to actually start seeing some results, you know, for your, I guess, for your knees to not feel as achy and the different issues you were having? How long did it take for you to see change? Yeah, first of all, when I, I went cold turkey, for the first week, I really felt very bad. For three consecutive days, I had massive headaches. I started to have more cold sore, more abscesses, and my joints even ache more. And that's why most people, when they go on uh, this vegan journey, for the first few days, they will feel bad and they will stop. They will say, no, 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 I need my meat. And they go back to their previous diet. But for me, I stick to it. And even I remember my wife even told me to stop. But I said, no, I will go. I will continue with that. So after a week, I really felt better. And within a week, I lost 11 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. And after that, four, four months into my change of this diet, I went to my doctor and they were surprised. They told me that my blood pressure was gone while they told me that I would be on medication for the rest of my life. And after nine months, I lost 77 pounds. And by that time, I started to feel uh, very good. No uh, problem with my energy. When I was waking up in the morning, I was full of energy. So basically within nine months, all of my chronic diseases went away. That's pretty impressive. What about that yogi that you saw on TV? What really about what he said or what you saw really triggered you to say, you know what, I'm going to try this? Yeah, he tried to explain how, for example, our teeth were not designed to eat meat. And he said as well about the digestive tract, which is completely different from carnivores. Mm -hmm. And when I did my research, what I discovered is that, uh, for example, if you look at carnivores, They've, they've got two piercing canines, the incisors are short, and their molar are practically not developed. And they've only got one movement in their jaws. They can only cut and swallow. But if you look at herbivores, they have to cut and chew their food. And this is exactly what we human beings we do. And when you look as well, you will see that, for example, if a carnivore wants to drink water, they lick up the water. But herbivores and we human beings, we suck up the water. 
If you look as well, you will see that carnivores, they pants, and that's the way for them to regulate the temperature. But herbivores, they sweat through their skin. And this is exactly what we human beings, we do. We sweat through our skin. And if you look at uh, carnivores as well, you will see that the gestation period is 15 weeks or less. So for example, a wolf to have cubs, it's going to take nine weeks. For a cheetah, it's 13 weeks. And for a lion, it's 15 weeks. But when you look at big herbivores, the gestation period is 34 weeks or more. So for example, for a cow to have a calf, it's going to take 40 weeks. For a horse, it's 47 weeks. For a giraffe, it's 60 weeks. And for the human beings, it's 40 weeks. So you can see that again, the human thing, the human beings fall in the category of big herbivores and not carnivores. So carnivores have got a shorter gestation period and multiple birth. So for example, a lioness will have multiple cubs at one go. And when those cubs are born, they are blind. They will start seeing after a week or two weeks. But when you look at uh, herbivores, they've got single birth. For example, a cow will have one calf, an elephant will have one calf. And when those calves are born, they are not blind. And when you look at us human beings, we've got single birth as well, really, really twins. And when our babies are born, they can see straight away just like herbivores. So again, here we can see that we are completely different from carnivores. And when we look at carnivores as well, we will see that the digestive tract is three times the length of their bodies. You look at herbivores, the, the, the digestive tract is six times the, the length of their bodies. And when you look at us human beings, our intestines are nine meters or 27 feet long, which is very long, which is completely different from carnivores. And when you look at carnivores, when they eat meat or when uh, people eat meat, that meat gets transformed into uric acid. And that's why you will see carnivores, they've got very powerful kidneys to get rid of that uric acid. But obviously for us human beings, we haven't got that powerful kidneys. And there's an enzyme, which is called thialine, which enables the digestion to start in the mouth region. And only human beings and herbivores have got that enzyme. No carnivores have got And as well, like I said, carnivores, they've only got one movement in their jaws. They can only cut and swallow. So they need very powerful stomach acid, which is 20 times stronger than human beings. And when we look as well at gorillas, we share 99% of the same DNA. But what do gorillas eat? They eat fruit, vegetables, and tender roots. They do not eat meat. So how come we share 99% of the same DNA, but as human beings, we eat meat? So from all this, when that yogi said all these things, but for him, he just uh, said about the digestive tract and the, the teeth. But for me, this is the research that I've made. So when I look at it, I said, no, no, no. This is what this guy is saying is really uh, true. And the way he said as well that if you start, you stop eating uh, the way we eat, we, you can basically stop 70% of the chronic diseases. And I knew that I've had a lot of chronic diseases. So I said, let me give you that a shot. And that's why I started what did your typical plate or meal look like before you switched mm -hmm. over? And what does it look like now? Yeah, before, uh, in the morning, I would have uh, my bread with salami or with eggs, uh, with a big uh, bowl of tea with milk. And maybe at noon, I would have some white rice with uh, meat, maybe with some beans and stuff like that. And at night, I would have maybe the same food. And before I go to sleep, I will have my bottle of Coke with some biscuits or with cookies. And throughout the day, I was eating sweet, uh, sugary stuff. And now 
of uh, transition as a raw vegan. But uh, when I was eating cooked food, I would I would have just uh, two meals a day, at noon and at seven. Because of all the research that I've done, I know that 80% of our uh, energy goes to digest food. So even if you are vegan, you're eating the optimal uh, optimal diet. But if you keep grazing during the day, your body will not have the chance to heal and cleanse. And you can only heal and cleanse when you're not digesting food. That's why I was eating only two meals a day. I was eating 14 meals a week. 11 of them was raw and three was cooked meal. So on the day where I was eating uh, cooked uh, food, I, was, I would eat, for example, some uh, brown rice with uh, some beans, with maybe some uh, spinach, or maybe I would have some plantain banana with some uh, mushrooms, with cauliflower, just things like that. So that's how I was eating. But now I've transitioned, I've stopped with uh, all the cooked food. But that's not what I'm asking to my client, the people that I coach. I just ask them to go on a vegan uh, uh, diet. What was it like when you made that transition? For example, what did your wife say? You know, you, you come home now, she has her way of preparing her meals. Now you've yeah. kind of woken up one morning and decided yeah. that you're not going to eat this anymore. What was the reaction of the people in your household and those around you? Yeah, for people around me, for example, for my wife, when I told her that uh, I was going uh, vegan, I would stop with all the animal products, the dairy product and all that. First of all, she asked me if really that's what I wanted. I said yes, and... Uh, she didn't make a fuss about it. And I told them that I didn't want uh, to force anyone to follow that. And two weeks after seeing the change, she just said, okay, I will go ahead with that as well. Oh, wow. And for example, for my wife, she lost 99 pounds just by going, going uh, vegan. Mm -hmm. So after uh, two weeks, she accepted. She said that she will go on that uh, vegan diet as well. And after a month, we sat our kids and we explained to them that we wanted the whole family to go vegan. Yes, at the beginning, they were not happy, but we explained to them. And today, uh, all of us, my wife and my four kids, we are all uh, vegan. But for my extended family and for my friends, uh, basically, they were not supportive. Expect my brother, uh, who is uh, uh, vegan as well now. But all the rest, uh, they were not uh, supportive. They thought that I was doing some crazy stuff. And but now they can see how I've been able to slow down my aging process because a lot of people, when they see me, they think that I, I am in my uh, late 20s, but I'm actually 51. Mm -hmm. So uh, people can see now the change and stuff. Yeah. Wow. So people probably went from thinking, Olivia is crazy. Yeah. Ah, he's, yeah. he's found a way to reverse time. I need to figure out what he's doing for his skin. <laughs> exactly. So now all the chronic diseases that I had, all of them are gone, but my friends, they are still ill. And for example, for the past five years, since I've gone vegan, I've not been sick a single day, not even the cough, the flu, etc. nothing at all. And for the past five, six years, I've not taken a single pill. So they can see now that what I, uh, they, they thought that I was crazy, but now it's paying off. They, they can see that. How do you handle group gatherings, for example, birthday parties, weddings, different things? You know, are, are people always like, oh, so you're only having the salad? You know, like how do, how yeah. do you navigate those experiences? Uh, yeah. If, I, for, if, for example, I have to go to a friend's house, most of them don't, that I don't eat uh, meat product anymore. So they will adjust prepare some meat, some food, for example, some ground rice, 
some uh, beans and stuff like that. That's what they would do. Or if I have to go to a party, I would just have some salad. And I will explain to the people that this is uh, food that I don't eat anymore. But it's a little bit challenging because most people, they don't even know about this vegan nutrition. And when you explain to them, they don't exactly understand what you mean. And uh, usually there are not very many uh, options, especially as sometimes if you go to a, a restaurant as well, that's uh, the situation. I remember, for example, I went to my cousin's uh, wedding. I brought my own fruit. I brought my own fruit. And when people was eating, I ate my fruit. And what I did, I think I just add some uh, plantain banana with some salad and that's it. And people saw that it's like it was a little bit weird for them to see me eating fruit in a wedding. But this is my life. I don't want to follow what other people say or I try to do what, I, what is really good for me. I don't really uh, pay attention to what other people can say about me because I know what I'm doing. I know all the benefits that I've been able to reap by going plant-based. So if they want to make fun of me, that's a problem. It's like, for example, when I lost that amount of weight because I, my weight was 220 pounds. Now my weight is 143 pounds. So when I lost all that weight, some people were making fun of me. They were saying that maybe I'm HIV positive and stuff like that. But I didn't care because I knew what I was doing. And now people can see the benefit that I can reap. And now they've got used to see me uh, very slim. Because if people see, uh, saw me when the way I was before, it's like two different persons. Mm-hmm. People really, and even when I'm walking, some people don't even recognize me. So, yeah. And I, I think I remember you mentioning in the beginning that you initially said, I'm going to try to lose this weight by karate. And you spoke about having an yeah. interest in tennis. So are yeah. you able, are you doing that stuff now? No, because now it's to help people to uh, transform their lives. So all my energy, all my uh, focus is now based on helping people to become healthier. Because what people need to understand is that it's possible to live a disease-free life. It's possible because we have been told that when you age, you need to be sick. But that's not true. When I decided to go on this plant-based nutrition, I was 46. Today, I'm 51. My health is a lot better. Mm-hmm. I've, actually, I've been able to achieve optimal health. I'm not sick anymore. So that's not really what people need to expect if they make good life choices. And so that's, uh, I've not been able to do all these things. But the only kind of sport that I do is walking. I do a walking twice a week and I would walk maybe for an hour or a couple of hours. Uh, that's what I do. And when I wake up in the morning, I will do some stretching ed- exercises and I've got a rebounder. I will use that for five, 10 minutes. That's all I do, but I don't have time to do uh, karate or uh, tennis anymore. Now I'm really de- dedicated to help people. How do you try to inspire people through your journey to, how, how do you help them based on what you've learned so far? Uh, yeah. So uh, for example, when I do uh, speaking, when I go and, and, and speak to people, I show them that we as uh, human beings, We've got a specific diet like any other species. Mm. I try to show them that. I try to show them that uh, the way I was, the way I've I've lost weight, the way I've been able to reverse all my chronic diseases. And I'm telling them that it's possible for them to change that. I'm not special. They can do that if they want. But what they have to do, they just have to make good life choices because life is made of choices. 
And every day you need to make choices. And if you make good choices, your life will be transformed. And I'm a living example of that. That's the way I try to show people that it's possible for them to achieve perfect health. They don't have to be sick. They don't have to have chronic diseases and stuff like that. That's the way I try to inspire people with my talk, with the book that I've written, and with all the coaching that I'm doing. If you could pick, Olivier, three tips for somebody who says, I'm willing to give this thing a try. I'm not sure, but this guy is sounding kind of convincing. Give it a go. What would be the top three things that you tell them to do? Yeah, if they want to do that, first of all, they need to be uh, committed. They, they need to go with an open mind. But because if you put in your head that uh, what I'm doing is, uh, is going to be difficult, it's not going to work, I think you're going to fail. So first of all, it's your mindset. You need to have a positive mindset and you have to tell yourself what I'm going to do will provide some change, will bring some changes in, in the way I am. So that's the first thing you need, a good mindset. And what people need to do as well is uh, to start eating uh, plenty of fruit and vegetables. Because when you change your way of eating, maybe you can start craving the stuff that you used to eat. And because uh, fruit and vegetables are low in calorie and fat, and they've got lots of fibers, it's going to make you full uh, quickly. And if you continue with that, it's going to be good for you. And another tip that I can give people is that, like I've just said, when you start this way of eating, you're going to have, uh, not for everybody, but they can have the de detox symptoms, like the way the, the stuff that I had. I had massive headache for three days when I studied this plant-based nutrition. I had cold sore, uh, abscesses. It's like you, you, you become more sick than before, and people need to be aware of that. When you go through this kind of uh, detox symptoms, you need to put in your mind that this is actually, my body is actually getting rid of all the toxins and you need to stick to what you've decided. If you go and take medication, basically you are uh, stopping the detox process that your body has started. So I think that's what people need to do when they go on this plant-based nutrition. They need to be aware of that. That's wonderful. And I know now you've gone raw, but yeah. when you first started, did you use any of those, I guess, faux meats to, to, to bridge your gap? So, you know, like on chicken, or, or whatever these different things are that yeah. they make? Did you put any of that in your diet? Uh, no, I went uh, fully on uh, all food. I went fully on all food. But what I say to people who would like to follow this plant-based nutrition, even to my uh, clients, what I tell them is that if they can use this food, like the plant-based uh, meat or the plant-based vegan stuff, yes, they can use that as a, a transition food. If they want to use that as transition food, that's perfectly fine because it's not everybody who has got that willpower to decide that um, they're not going to do this and they stick to it. So if they can use that as a transition food, that's perfectly fine. And for the time being, for example, I'm not saying that they cannot use that. Even me, for example, uh, today I've had some vegan ice cream. So you can do that. But this is something that I do uh, not on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. For example, it's once a month or twice a month, something like that. So if people want to use that as a transition food, and after that, they can have that not on a daily basis, but sparingly, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's what I can uh, give advice to uh, other people. So I'm not asking people not to do that because when you look at even those uh, vegan processed food, 
after all, they are still processed food. And when you eat processed food, it's not good for your body. You mentioned in the beginning that sometimes you would get heartburn when eating. Mm -hmm. Did that happen when you transitioned as well? Because I know beans are often part of a plant-based diet. No, 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 it didn't happen. When I was transitioning, starting to eat lots of lentils, lots of beans, no, I didn't have any heartburns. So basically the heartburn is given by the wrong food that you eat will give you heartburn. It's not the beans, but that's what people think. And that's what I was thinking. But before I transitioned to a raw vegan, I was eating beans every single week, never had any heartburns. So that's not the problem. It's the wrong food that we eat that gives you heartburns. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I followed up because I was like, oh, that's on. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. In, in transitioning to raw vegan, can you describe what a raw vegan plate might look like? Some listeners probably think, oh, that's just carrot and celery. But I'm sure your plate looks much more exciting. What would a raw vegan meal look like? For example, tonight, the sauce that I'm going to do is going to be made with avocado, a Dijon mustard, salt and pepper, cumin, garlic powder, a serrano pepper, cilantro, lemon. I will blend that. And then I will eat that with, uh, I will do some zucchini, zucchini, no, I will add some uh, sweet corn, uh, tomatoes, carrots, pepper cabbage, and a uh, spring onion. So for example, that's what I'm going to eat uh, tonight with uh, some plantain banana. Yes. Yeah. Are your family members raw too? No. My, my daughter, she would like to do, she eats a little bit. So when I cook, uh, sometimes she will ask me, I will give it to her, but it's only me who is uh, doing the raw uh, vegan uh, diet. Yeah. Yeah, that that sounds pretty tasty, actually. I I like that dressing. It sounds really good. (laughs) What would you say to someone who says, oh, it's too late for me. I don't know if I can do it. No, no. This is this is a a mistake. If people can say that it's too, too late for them. No, the human body, basically all the cells that we've got in our body are programmed for health, every single cell. And it's never too late. For example, me. When I made the change, I was 46. Today I'm 51. I'm reaping all the benefits. And the more time is passing, uh, my health is getting better and better. So people cannot say that uh, it's too late. Because if when I was 46, I said it was too late, I wouldn't be in the state I am now. So this is uh, really a mistake. Even if you're in your 60s, in your 70s, you will still be able to reap uh, the benefit of uh, this uh, vegan diet. It's like, for example, I was following a, a guy who is vegan and his dad was in his uh, 70s and uh, he managed to convince him to go on this raw vegan. He had lots of chronic diseases and basically he was sent to die at home by the medical uh, system, by the doctors, he was sent home to die. But he adopted this way of living and he was able to live another seven years while it was sent to die. So this is a really powerful a diet. It's very, very powerful. So people don't have to say that it's too late. It's never too late. You can still embrace this and you will still see some changes. So I will encourage people to go on this plant-based nutrition. It's never late. Do you have any popular myths and misconceptions that you like to dispel with your clients or people you speak to when it comes to this type of diet? Yeah, for example, the protein. 
People mm-hmm. think that's when you go on a vegan diet, on a plant-based nutrition, you're going to not have all the proteins, all the omega and all these things, which is completely false. If, for example, you look at the biggest land animal, it's the elephant. The elephant is herbivore. So where did he got his uh, protein from? Just from the grass that he eats. So people need to understand that you get in all the fruits, in all the greens, the uh, kale, uh, the spinach, uh, the cauliflower, in all these things, you've got uh, the protein. Just by eating the fruit, the uh, seeds, the uh, greens, you will be able to meet all your protein requirements. So this is a myth that people have. Or, for example, they will think that you cannot have your, your omega, uh, omega-3s, you need to eat uh, fish. This is not true. Just by having chia seed, hemp seed, all these seeds, uh, pumpkin seeds, sesame seed, you will have all your omega-3. Uh, and, for example, if you look at me, I went to have uh, my uh, blood checked. I, did, I was not deficient in any proteins or any uh, uh, all this stuff. So if you are deficient, your body will let you know that. So I'm doing fine. So all these myths are not true. It's just because uh, we've been told since we, we were born, we were told that you need fish. If you eat lots of fish, you will be intelligent because uh, your brain will uh, develop in a good way. If you eat meat, you will have lots of protein. You need protein and stuff like that, which is uh, completely false. Yeah. And now I, I think your transformation story is pretty remarkable of, of you and your wife, and you guys are certainly not alone in that. Do you have, for example, a favorite story from one of your clients of how you saw their life transformed by this diet? Yeah. So, for example, uh, they were one of my clients. He was uh, suffering from high blood pressure. He was uh, diabetic. He was suffering from psoriasis which is a skin condition. And the, the doctor told him that uh, he will have that for the rest of his life. And when I started to uh, coach him, basically all the uh, chronic diseases that he had are completely gone. And he lost a lot of weight. And basically now he's disease-free. And he's been on this uh, journey for four years and everything is fine with him. And then um, Another uh, guy who sent me uh, an email, I think two weeks ago, his weight was, I don't know, because I've not trans- transformed that in, in pound, because the way I've known all this uh, weight is in kilos. Mm. So in kilos, uh, it was uh, weighing, uh, his weight was 110 kilos, and now it's uh, 92 kilos. Mm. So, but in pound, I, I have to, to take my calculator to, okay. to see what it is in pound. <laughs> Because I know you guys in the United States, you use the pound. But uh, this is a lot of uh, stories that uh, people are sending me messages. Even if people go on my website, uh, they will see uh, the uh, uh, testimonies from some of my clients. That's pretty impressive. I know sometimes when people do a weight loss surgery, for example, they might need to do a surgery to remove excess skin. When you lose your weight this way on the plant-based diet, and it sounds like you're able to lose quite a bit of weight, do you still Mm -hmm. have to do that? Or does your skin just shrink on its own? (laughs) This is the beauty of doing things in a natural way. So if you look at me, I've got no skin, low skin. Uh You look at my wife, she was very big. Her weight was um, 109 kilos, which is uh, 240 pounds. But she's got no loose skin. 
So if you do very hard physical exercises of you, if, or if you go under the knife, you lose weight so rapidly that your body cannot keep up and you are left with angle loose skin, which will require more operation and you will have to spend more money to do that. But when you go, you, do, you let your body do the thing. It's uh, perfect. It's magical. So like I've just said, I've got no loose skin. My wife has got no loose skin. I've got my brother as well. He was big as well. He has lost uh, five stone. He's got no loose skin as well. So when you do the thing on a natural way, you just eat the food biologically designed for the human mechanism, magics happen. So I've got no loose skin. My wife has got no loose skin. My brother, no loose skin. So this is really the difference when you go under the knife or you do very hard physical exercises. Yeah. Do you have a favorite meal, a favorite recipe uh, that you love? Like of all the things that you've tried, because when you, you know you started this plant-based diet, it was probably something you never heard of or did before. And now you've transitioned. Was there a recipe that you always kept going back to as you were teaching yourself new ones? And you're like, this one, this one is good. I've got to keep it. Yeah, uh, the one that I really liked was you take some lentils mixed with uh, pe red pepper, carrot, and mushroom. You do a nice sauce with uh, plantain banana. This was my favorite. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Olivier, yeah. any closing thoughts as we wrap up? Yeah, uh, what I would like to tell to people is that, like I've just said, uh, it's never too late. It's never too late. Our bodies, the way it's, it has been made, all the cells that we've got are programmed for health. So it's not too late. We don't have to live a disease, sorry, a life with disease, riddled with disease. That's not the course of a normal life. Because people say that we live longer. But when you see these people who live longer, they are bedridden or their cognitive faculties gone. They cannot ever bath themselves. They have to, to, people have to shower them. People have to feed them. And this is not a good life that we need to have. The way that we have been created, if we follow the specific diet for the human mechanism, we can do wonders. So when we are born on this earth, the most important things that we've got, it's our bodies. It's our temple. And if we've only got one. So we need to make sure that we are in good health so that we can have a wonderful, a longer and a fruitful life. We are the master of our lives and we've got the power to change whatever we want. We are the masters of our lives. Well, thank you, Olivier, so much for coming to the Good Health Cafe. I really enjoyed our conversation. Okay, thank you very much for having me. I hope you enjoyed listening to Olivier's story as much as I did. The changes he was able to see after adapting to this diet were quite remarkable. Those weight loss numbers between him and his wife were amazing. If you would like to learn more about Olivier or to find out about his program, his information is in the show notes. And as usual, if you enjoyed this episode, please do share the Good Health Cafe with a friend so that they can learn and follow this podcast as well. Have a great day. See you in the cafe next time. Bye.